Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Hello and welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Thank you for being on the journey of Stories That Shape Us with us. We're in day 192 of Stories That Shape Us and I'm really excited about what has happened and what's to happen and I know that you'll be along with us on the journey. The last couple of days we've interviewed women that have taken part in the Come See a Man devotional series. It's a 365 days devotional series and 12 women who have experienced amazing amazing stories of healing and recovery and restoration have written their story in this devotional. And we've interviewed three so far. Go back on the podcast, listen to Tamara V. Lawrence, Sharina Harper, and uh, Tamara V. Lawrence, Sharina Harper, and Camilla Brown. They've told very different stories about how they've healed and hold on to their faith. Today, I'm starting a new series, Stress Without Distress, and that's a three-part series. So today through to Saturday, Stress Without Distress. I decided to do this because there are so many things that causes us stress in life. We don't understand and know what our stress responses are. We don't know how to react, and we don't know how to deal with stress sometimes falling apart or going through different, different things. Sometimes we deal with it through shutdown or... I'll talk about our responses tomorrow, but for today, I just want to talk about what is stress. So stress is our response, our reaction to certain events. Now, I'm going to explain it like this. Now, you may have heard that we, people say that we can't live without stress, and to some extent, that's true. We need we need certain amount of it to do certain things. So, for example, when we're stressed, our bodies are flooded with stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol and others designed to help us to manage, Right. So here is how it's good for us and it helps us manage. So say, for example, I, I'm going to work and I need to get to work at a certain time. The bus is, and this is a true story, right? So the bus leaves near my house about a two-minute walk over a small incline, leaves there at a quarter past eight for me to get into town to get the bus to get to work on time for half past nine. Now, of course, there's some mornings when I'm late and as I leave my house, get out the gate, I can see the bus heading for the bus stop i need to get that bus now that just that realization all the signals working between my nervous system and my brain body flooded with adrenaline and cortisol for me to run gives me enough fuel for me to run to the bus get on the bus panting of course hopefully find a seat so my heart rate can be steadied and I can breathe and I can relax because I'm on the bus. My shoulders are not tense. I'm okay. I got it. I made the bus. I'm going to get to work on time. However, there's certain things that has happened to us that gives us the same amount of stress hormones dumping our bodies, but we're not moving. We're not running for, no, for a bus. We're not running to catch anything. We're not moving. And so all of that stress hormones is in our bodies. And when we don't know what to do to work it off, that's when it sits in our body and become distressed. So over time, toxic stress can cause a lot of harm to our bodies. We can have problems with autoimmune illnesses as research is showing. 
We can have problems with our, our digestive system won't work as well when we're in stress. Certain organs won't work when we're in stress or our whole body is tense when we're in stress. All the muscles are tense when we're, when we're in distress, when our bodies are flooded with stress hormones, right? Now it takes many hours to work off that stress hormones. So in the example that I gave you of me running fast, my body's that that's hormone dumped in to help me to run for the bus. Sometimes it helps us to run from the dog, as me, like where I'm afraid of dogs, or it helps us to um, get away from danger. It helps us to rush to help somebody that's in need really quickly and respond quickly. But when we are living with stress, and you may have grown up living in stress, you may have grown up in a home where there was a lot of financial trauma, you're living with stress, meaning there was a lot of need, there was poverty, you live stress. You may have grown up living with the abuser, you lived with stress. You may grow up hearing the, 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 the domestic abuse between your parents, you live with stress. You may grow up with abandonment and neglect, never knowing when your parents are gonna leave, never knowing they were going to return, they would just disappear and reappear, you lived with stress. You go to school and there's the bully, you're in stress. You're at work now and your boss is um, harmful and, and abusive, the environment is toxic, you're living with stress. You may live in a home right now, you're living with the, uh, somebody who you know is emotionally, psychologically, financially or physically abusive, you're living with stress. If your children are living in that home, we're living with stress. So there are different things that causes stress in our lives. We're living with it. I am upstairs. If I hear my children, if my if I hear one of the children shout, no, in the church, nothing is wrong. That would be this. That would be stress. Would make me move to go find out what's going on, right? So it's it's all around us. Sometimes we kind of. However, when we've lived with stress for a long time, it can impact us. So we can develop responses that is not necessarily helping us to cope with the stress, but it, it increases the stress, right? And then it becomes the stress. So my example of running for the bus, we can use the same example. Movement helps us to deal with stress. It helps us to release the stress hormones. It helps us to use up all of what's dumped in our body. Now, sometimes we don't always want to move. Sometimes it's raining outside and we don't want to move. And I say to people, do some jumping jacks, stretch, deep breathe, do something that's going to help your body, help your nervous system to relax. It's going to help your organs. It's going to help you. When we're in stress, we are also mostly in the emotional brain. We're not in our frontal lobe. It's not working. So we're not able to make good decisions then. So it's really important. One of the things I'd like you to think about is what causes me stress? What puts me in that situation where my body is flooded and I'm not moving? I'm not using up the stress hormones and more and more is piled on top of each other and it's just sitting there in my body causing havoc. So what are those things that causes you stress? What are they? You might be walking along. If I'm walking along and I see a dog, it might be, it might be tiny and cute, but there's that immediate heart racing that I feel. I know how to breathe. I know how to relax. I know how to talk myself down so my body can come in alignment with my mind and I can be okay in my mind and my body. 
as I said, when you have children, when you're a parent, certain things will cut some people on high alert. Sometimes we live in hypervigilance because we're anticipating danger or problems. And sometimes we might be living in this anticipating, anticipating danger that never occurs. And we learn how to anticipate danger because we lived with danger. We lived with the threat of the bus leaving us always. And so you may have lived with your body continually in stress, in a stress position for many, many years. And that's why sometimes healing means sleeping throughout the day. It means sitting and, and sitting in the sun and just allowing the rays to, to wash over you. It might mean watching the rain fall for hours. It might be sitting by a stream. Healing requires sometimes a lot of doing nothing. That what seemed like doing nothing is doing something because it's allowing your nervous system to rest. It's allowing your body to gently start to release all of that stress that, that's been piled up over many years. That's why it's important to know. So we can't avoid, we can't avoid stress, but we can avoid distress by understanding our stress response, by understanding what's happening and knowing what to do to move to work it off. So I know that when I'm planning, for example, I'm in the middle of planning a conference. Our conference is April 8 to 9 in Swansea in person. If you're in the UK, if you're not in the UK, we have online. We're putting the links below the video. Do reach out to us if you'd like the link to register if you're not in the UK. If you're in the UK, we're hoping to see you in the room. We're going to deal with this in more in-depth. We're having a physiotherapist who really knows and understands the nervous system beautifully. He's going to do a workshop on how to, the things that we can do to release stress, right? So there, there are things that when we live with hypervigilance, when we live with situations that was harmful and traumatic, we have to learn and understand the things that triggers us and send us back into those places so that we can gently learn the things that we need to do to help our bodies to release stress. Okay, because we want to be able to manage stress without becoming distressed. And when we learn this key, it's really important. When we learn this, then we can work it off. And there are many different things that might do that. Many different things that what I want you to learn how, how to do. And if any, if you've ever listened and you work with me one to one, you know I teach this in how we understand and be able to listen to your body and hear what it's telling you. Know where where in your body you carry stress. It's in your shoulders, is it in your tummy, is it in your head, is it where in your body do you carry it? And when we learn where we carry it in our bodies and we understand our automatic responses, then we know how to, we, it will be like a siren, okay? You, you're in stress, you know that this is a stressful thing for you, you will feel it in that area immediately and you will know what to do to work it off to release the pressure on your body, on your organs so that you can live and manage different things without distress. What I also want us to learn to do is to widen our kalina, meaning us, how to develop lots of different coping strategies, and I'm gonna talk you through some of those on Saturday, to develop lots of different coping strategies so that we never get to a place where we're overflowing with stress or our stress response or, or, or um, in distress. 
because we're constantly really good coping. So our nervous system is never overloaded. Our organs and our digestive system will work and our bodies will not be in a constant state of building up in stress until we, you know, it, it, our bodies will start to break down. It can't cope for too long. Well, thank you for joining me and I hope you'll join me uh, tomorrow as I'm going to talk about some of our stress responses and some of the things that we can do to manage that. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story. Thank you for listening to Stories That Shape Us with Joanna Daniel. To learn more about Wounds to Scars and the work that we do with adult survivors of childhood trauma and women who experience abuse, you can visit our website at woundstoscars.com.